walk this way. Yes, well, you know, and uh, and you made it out of your bunker. Remember the early yes, days? Yes, we may go back into <laughs> that bunker. Last spring, you might go back we into We still the have that bunker ready. <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, though, you did such a phenomenal job helping us out um, as all of a sudden all of us were thrust into new positions. Um, uh, there's individual controls, but it's tough to see which one is yours. Um, but you you jumped you jumped right in and started producing stuff and also doing what you'd already been doing, which is uh, reaching out uh, to the veterans and the services that exist for veterans and making sure you're connecting the two. Especially as everybody started looking into all sorts of uh, relief uh, services and and uh, um, civic uh, uh, help and assistance out there and medical. Um, assistance as well. You were connecting the veterans community with all of the the new things that they needed to know about, and you you never let up. Yeah, there's a lot of it to go around, um, which is a good thing because I I don't see myself running out of material anytime in the near future. There's so much of it to cover, and we we try to get it. If anything, we don't get enough of it, but we keep yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It- when, you know the show's on every other week. Maybe one day we'll get to a point where we're on every week. This uh, is our but, <laughs> this know. is our fifty first broadcast. Well, look, we'll, we'll double we'll double what we pay you. Uh, oh, that <laughs> would that would be good. Yeah. Uh, of course, Doug is one of our very generous volunteers, and our volunteers are generous because they do so much for us uh, for for no uh, uh, financial compensation. They're doing it because this is what they want to do. They want to be sharing their expertise with the community. Um, but it's phenomenal. Uh, we do need funds to get by. We got to pay to keep the building going. Got to pay for all this programming we have, all of that sort of thing. All the technology that en- enables us to do this. Um, and even though the volunteers aren't paid, we could never pay them for what they do. It's important to get support from listeners like you, not just to keep the place going, but also to get that support while the volunteers are here, uh, so that you can honor the commitment that they're making. You can honor the work that they're doing. Well, I believe it's uh, 31 hours a week of locally produced programs. Wow. 31 hours. I talked to Tim about that. On the schedule. And And that's remarkable. Plus, you have all of your global content, your, um, you know, your favorite NPR content, Pacifica, and other syndicated um, global content, plus now the increased local presence of local news shows and such. And uh, the unique content, which is very, uh, in a word, eclectic. Yes, yeah. And I'll say, when you say 31 hours of, of local programming, there's so much more local talk programming than there used to be. Right. And for any show that isn't live, there's a lot of work that goes into the live show that we do. Patricio's a producer on this show. We've got people uh, doing extra work. But um, I used to do a show called uh, uh, Community Voices, which is very much like Donna Fellenberg's Catskill character. And uh, that, you know, an interview show, personal profile show. And that show, when it it was a half hour long and it took at least 10 hours to make. Oh, sure. And, you know, maybe eight. Then I was really cutting. 10 hours is already cutting corners. So if you apply like that, that rule of thumb to that 31 hours of programming, that's how much work is going into each of these shows, whether it's DJs spending the time to really plan out their show and the music that they're going to play and spending time researching the music or the people doing the interviews and uh, editing them and putting them together in a produced program. That work takes so much time. And Doug yeah. Samberg, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. My wife looks at me sometimes. She says, Are you working on that again? But the, the good thing is I get up. I'm an early riser, so I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning and before she's out of bed, so I choose that quiet time to do what we have to do 
So we got we've got stuff to get to. Uh, Doug Sandberg's got uh, content for you that that we need to get to during Let's Talk Vets. We're just pausing to talk like this now because we do want your show. So as we do want your support for this show. So as we get rolling, as we get started here, remember the number, use it, call us, give what you can, support Let's Talk Vets and the radio station that brings it to you. Call 845-482-4141. Go online to wjffradio.org or call 845-482-4141 to donate now. Well, welcome, officially, to a special edition of Let's Talk Vets. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Doug Sandberg. Thanks for stopping by. This is where we discuss vet-centric topics, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And our hope is that listeners will better understand our veterans. Our veterans will know they're not alone, and perhaps somewhere along the way, we'll learn a little something about each other. We sincerely hope we can accomplish that mission. Now, we produced this show since the summer of 2018. The idea was simple. I felt we needed a monthly feature focusing on veterans' issues all year long, not just on Veterans Day. WJFF gave me the opportunity, and here we are 51 programs later. Your support makes this and many other locally produced programs possible. A global perspective, unique locally produced content, and community access. It's all here at your WJFF. Now, there are many people and organizations in the Hudson Valley, northeastern Pennsylvania, and the Catskills working to help veterans. And twice a month, we bring you their voices and news and information and of vital interest to veterans and their families and caregivers. Kevin Keevney is one such individual. He happens to be the co-founder and executive director of the Hudson Valley National Center for Veterans Reintegration, located in the former IBM complex in Kingston, New York. As the name implies, their mission is to help veterans transition from military to civilian life. What began as Kevin's personal boat building project has developed into a central resource for veterans providing a variety of programs. Warrior Writers Workshop helps vets transform their thoughts and feelings into words. Joseph P. Dwyer Vet to Vet Peer Counseling Center is a a place where vets can discuss personal issues with those who understand them best, their fellow vets. Personal finance workshops and more provide vets with resources they need. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. So tonight, uh, we're taking you on a little bit of an audio journey. Starting last November, we chatted with Kevin Keebney, the co-founder and executive director of the center, and we discussed the boat building project, which is kind of the cornerstone of their organization, and uh, toured their workshops where we found about, I think there's six kayaks, wooden kayaks, in the process of being built by vets in various stages of construction. Well, COVID rapidly took over and our lives and and forced the center and the shops to uh, be closed for a while. And the boats were finally completed this spring and launched in May. So we were there to cover the culmination of the boat build and speak to many of the folks involved. So what we have is a part of the feature to set it up uh, from last November, uh, the virtual tour of the workshop, and then we'll go down to the Roundout uh, Yacht Basin in Connolly, New York, for the launch. And uh, the good news is none of them sank. 
So we're here with uh, Kevin Keevney, who's a veteran, Army, right? Yep, Army National Army, Guard. Army National Guard. Welcome, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Okay. So you were National Guard, Army, career. You were deployed. Give us a little bit of a sketch. Yeah, so it, 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 the, the story's funny because I was definitely a uh, character in the military, so always getting in trouble. But, yeah, of course, that all changed after 9-11. You know, my unit was one of the units that were down there and deployed the, the day of the attacks. And, um, that, oh, you that, were down on the pile? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah well, there's, a, there's a part of the recovery. Recovery effort, you know, we thought it was going to be, you know, rescue effort, which, no. So that was the day everything changed for me, you know, and it went from, you know, being a goofball and not taking the military very seriously for me. It was just hanging out with my buddies at that time. So that was a guard unit here in Kingston? Or? No, that was, I'm from Staten Island originally. Oh, you're from you can't Staten tell. Island, okay. Yeah, my, my, my country broke here. Right? Okay. There's the, um, the first 101st Cavalry, you know, part okay. of the 42nd, tankers. So that that's when I, you know, for me, that's when just things changed. And, you know, it's just, I had a different mindset and... I took my participation in the military very seriously from that point. So you were deployed to Afghanistan? Yeah, Afghanistan, 2009, 2010. Okay. Time <laughs> home, you were angry? I was angry. You were on the edge, ready to, ready to snap? So I kicked the cat for the set of boat plans off the Internet. I'm a water guy. You know, I grew up fishing yep. and, and all that kind of stuff, and I just figured that would be something to... Occupy my time. You know, so you built what kind of a craft was it? An 18-foot Carolina dory. Primarily a fishing craft? Yep, it's, it's, a, it's a fishing boat. It's what it's designed for specifically. It's the, uh, you've got the old, you know, the old schooners that would go out and you know, catch cod, and they'd load these dories up, bring them back to the boats. And right. Does it have a sail on it, or is it? it you can't put the sail on it. No, mine's got a big old engine on the back. So okay. it's... Um, it's my fishing boat. My kids actually have it now, and they're fishing with it. Nice. I've, I've upgraded since I went back to school. I've become sophisticated now, so I, <laughs> so I got a, I bought a sailboat, and okay. uh, that's where I spend most of my time. Where is that, up here? Yeah, it's here in Kingston at the Rondout Yacht Base. Okay. You know, the great, great place with a, a Marine Corps combat veteran and his brother on the marina. Building that boat was cathartic, but it wasn't yes. the total solution. No, no. But what it did is it gave me, you know, I, I just recognized as I was building it that, you know, this, you know, that there's something here. Like I said, up until I went back, went to, actually went to school. My height, you know, I'm not such a secret. I'm a high school dropout. You know, I was always a blue-collar guy, hands-on. Yep. So at that time, I didn't know what it was. I just, I knew when I was working on that boat, I felt better. My family would spend time with me. There was just something. Something was something there. Something about that. So I put that in the library. I put that in the memory banks because, sure. you know, this might be good for, for some other vet. But, you know, f finished the boat, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward a few years. That's when I went back to Ulster County, went to Ulster County Community College. To do what? So I was an IT guy. You know, I was doing computers IT. and stuff like that. So I went into become a security analyst because okay. then I could work from home. I didn't have to deal with people anymore. Yep. Like you said, field service, great, if, if, except for the people. Yeah. But I was miserable. I met a great guy named uh, Frank Ruggiero down there. He was the co-founder of the center. Veteran service coordinator of the, the school. I'd be in his office for almost every day whining and moaning about, you know, I can't yeah. stand this. I was burnt, you know, just yeah, burnt yeah. And, and it just wasn't the right fit for me. He picked up on it and says, you know, listen, you're you know, you're a miserable bastard. What's going on with you? Yeah. And that's when we started talking about, you know, what I wanted to do. Sure. And, you know, what might be a good career choice for me other than 
working with people, so I didn't want to end up dead or in prison. Yeah. Um, and that's when, you know, we started talking about veterans and, you know, my love for, you know, for boat building and woodworking and strictly an amateur, I mean, no, I yeah. mean, no formal training. I just like to, you know, like, like to work on this stuff. But, you know, we still had having discussions on how it made me feel and how I thought that we can integrate that into a program where we could start working with, with the local veterans. So we're sitting here in a, in a very nice um, set of offices and, a, and looks a little like a day room. I guess uh, guys come here to hang out and use the computers. And yeah, so this room here is modeled as um, like an MWR or a USO. You know, so okay. you come in, you've got the big comfy couches, television, computer access. You know, we've even got, you know, um, private rooms if they want to go have conversations with family or something yeah. over the Internet. Yeah. So yeah. conference room. And, and then you've got a workshop, which we're going to go see after we leave here, right? Big old, big old pretty workshop that we're just moving into now, a super upgrade from, from where we were. We've been, yeah. the community has been so, so kind to us that it's, uh, so you, you come here, as a, you come here as a veteran and you talk and if you're so dis disposed, you can build a boat. Well, yeah, there's so many different programs now. It's kind of what, when you first got here, is what we we're talking about, you know, so it's, all right, so we, you built some boats, you know, it's a successful program, now what? You're also doing some other stuff. I saw you were yeah. doing some writing uh, programs. So, yeah, so that's the thing is, you know, so w with the kayak building program, which is, you know, it's a great niche, it's very successful. When we first started, there was no one else doing it. We're working um, together with a class of like six guys doing we know, it? Yeah, four to six, six to the max. This way they can get that personal attention. Right. Um, if you go any bigger, we can't. And they can talk to each other. and They talk to each other. It's the traditional peer-to-peer -peer setup. You know, it's the camaraderie, and that's it works, yep. you know. But we also apply the basic so social work principles to it, and that's how we help them, you know, wherever they may need some resources. Um, some some of the guys are just here to, to hang out and be with veterans again. And how many boats have you put through now? Oh, I think we're I think we're on 16 now. Yeah, a couple of new additions that you'll see. We're doing more than the kayaks now. So when we get and they all float big, when you're done, right? They've all floated. Um, the funniest thing at the boat launch is we don't let the veterans test the boats. Okay. So this is about so confidence. When you go to the launch, it's just That's the yep. first time they're going in, and you want to see a bunch of big, badass military men and women getting into the boats, and literally we've had them with their, with their knees knocking, wondering if these things are going to float right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's about, all about confidence, yeah. you know, confidence cool. in, in each other. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't lost anyone yet. They've all survived. And you just had a real big event. Where did that start? Where did it, how many miles? What did you do? So, so we we did it. It was a trip for awareness for uh, veteran suicide and homelessness. You know, right. Something very passionate about. I sucked a couple of Marines to take a little trip with me. Okay. So we hiked up uh, Mount Marcy. That's uh, in the Adirondacks, and that is the highest point, the source of the Hudson River. So it was symbolic. The headwaters. Uh, was it a stream? Maybe. It's a yeah. It's a mud puddle. No kidding. <laughs> it's you know. It's but you get up there and you know. How far is that from here? Yeah. So from Kingston, it's uh, about three and a half, four hour drive. It is. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 up there, Lake Placid, that area. Yes. Yes, we went up there. Uh, we we hiked up with a giant pink unicorn, big ten foot pink unicorn. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Well, that's why we did it because you okay. know, so with very serious um, mission, you know, suicide and, and homelessness. Yeah. yeah. But with vets, right? Yeah. So. So we got to the top of the mountain with the pink unicorn. We had one of the Marines went out into the into the into the lake, 
So the first thing that we do when we get up there is, you know, we blew this thing up, put the Marine out, it's windy out, so he's getting blown back and forth. The unicorn is spinning around. We're not sure how we're going to get him back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while he's doing that, you know, so we've got uh, a guy named Matt Russell, one of the one of the, the kayakers, did our first dedication, you know, which was to a veteran that took his took his life. You know? okay. And um, so very serious. But as, as we're dedicating this to them, all vets appreciate that, you know. And, and I think the ones who are looking down at us were chuckling as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, and then after that, so we made a dedication. We, you know, we hiked back down. And somebody that. had to film on this, right? That was me. I filmed that one because yeah. there was no way I was getting in the pink unicorn. Yeah, yeah, I'm too yeah, sophisticated yeah. for that. Right. I left it for the Marines. You know? <laughs> they have no scruples. So, yeah, so then we, 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 we hiked back down the mountain. We did up and down one day. It was 15 hours. And then we start went to you know Lake Champlain and the and the Champlain Locks the next day. Okay. And just from there we paddled all the way down to New York City. You know. How many some, miles is that river on the river? So the trip is three hundred and fifteen miles. How long um, did it take you? It took twenty six days. Oh my! But that was because we you know so it was awareness trip from there. Yeah, so, so we you, had several stops. You stopped, stopped talked yeah. to people about the mission and. One or two rest days in there because it was tough. You know, sure. I'm not as young as I used to be, so. And and on all those, what did, did you camp along the way? Yeah, we, we were in the dirt. We were um, you know, so it's, we slept on the side of the creek. We slept in some of the the um, the grounds of the locks. Um, the very last lock we um, you know, comes out in Troy, New York. Okay. Um, so we came through the lock, and then there's a um, there's a public. Um, Park. Floating dock there. Oh, okay. So we, we slept on the dock. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was, that was an interesting. And then from there, you know, we, we paddled down to Albany, um, and that's where we met our What was the name, name of the event? Vets on Water. Right. Then we went to Albany, and that was our first we were, our first talk, but that's where we met my sailboat. Had two okay. uh, crusty old Vietnam vets who piloted the sailboat, sleeping in the dirt to five guys sleeping on the sailboat. It was tough. The sailboat's not that big. You know what it reminded me of? Being deployed. Because you're, you're sure. tight quarters, you know, you, you, you stink, you're tired, you're dirty. Well, I was you know. in the Air Force, so I didn't... Oh, you wouldn't know anything about that. I didn't have anything yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah. So, so watch, you know, so, so the real military guys. <laughs> we, we, it, was, it was familiar for us. Yes. It was familiar for yes. us. Although we did have a Navy guy there, so, you know, so... And the rest were, you know, Marines and, and all. Well, the Navy's the guys that give the Marines a ride to wherever they have. And that's what happened here. You know, he, so he's the, he was the captain and the cook. So, <laughs> and he didn't kill us. I think he tried a couple of times with the food, but we did survive. So how many stops did you make going down the river there? I mean... Five or six, I think, where did we did appearances. Yeah, so... And, and, and was it well attended? Yeah, so Albany was the first one, and we, we had a great crowd up there, but it wasn't the, the crowd that we wanted, but... That, that was COVID. But this was supposed to happen in June. I, I postponed it because of COVID, and it just that there was weren't sure how we're gonna. How the heck are you supposed to get old, you know people out on the water and people who attend these functions yeah, right, when right. we're not supposed to? You know, we're supposed to social distance. Right, right. Came extremely close to to canceling and you know postponing to be, to to next year. And right. I was like, you know what, no. This was the time, you know, with veteran two suicides up twenty percent right now because of COVID, up yep. possibly up to thirty percent. You know, don't don't go in between so twenty and thirty percent. More than twenty two a day. So twenty two a day. That's is the number everyone recognizes. Yes, twenty two veterans a day. The reality of it, it's between seventeen and I, I, I believe thirty. It fluctuates heavily, you know. So yes. now during COVID, it's, it's increased. Sure. So we had to get on the water, 
And yeah, so yeah, yeah. we just we modified the best that we could. So attendance wasn't as high as it could have been, which is why we had all those silly posts that we did on social media, yeah, yeah. so everyone could see the trip. But as we came down the river, as the further we came down, the more the, the more the attendance grew, and the more people that came out to support. We are now in the workshop, which is about how many square feet would you say this is? Uh, 4,700. 4,700 square feet, and I'm looking at maybe six boats in various stages of construction. When do they come here? Okay. But for this one, it's Mondays and Wednesdays. And you got yourself and another guy to supervise? Or? Yep, so I've, because we've got all the other programs now, and I'm the executive director. Um, I've, as much as I love this stuff, I don't have the time. Um, so I'm, I'm always here. You know, I love yeah. hanging out with yeah. the guys. And I've got a, a new workshop manager that I'm actually training to, to, to work on the boats with the veterans. Oh, okay. So now this, this boat here is a little different. This is. So this is actually a dory. That's so a dory. Is, okay. This is the first one that, that we're building. The type of construction is called stitch and glue. So these actually get to tied together with wire. And then we use, Epoxy and fiberglass, and that's how we seal the joints and make it. It's 42 pounds when complete. That's it. For this one. This one's going to be a little bit heavier for the first one. The guy who's building this, another, a Vietnam era vet, great guy. But he built it so he can go paddling with his wife. So we got a little fancy on this one. So like this here, got, this is cherry. Right. This is ripped cherry. Yep. Live edge cherry for his seat. Yes. And then we ripped it, so he's got maple in here. Put a piece of maple in the middle. Yep. Very nice. And the same thing up here with his, with the chines and stuff. That's a beautiful piece of work. And he now, how will that be finished? So what he wants to do is, you know, so what the next stage in this is once once we finish dry fitting all the, all the wood, and then there's another seat that's going in at the end. Yeah. This will get epoxy to waterproof the wood. And then we'll do, he wants to do a clear coat on it. So Keep the beauty pops. of the wood, yeah. yeah. With this cherry? Yeah. When, when, we, when we put the... Oh, that's going to oh pop. Oh, my God. It's yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, you know, and, and it is for some of these guys, they'll go on and do other stuff probably. With oh, yeah. Wood, you know? Well, that's the so. thing. Some guys come back. Um, most of the veterans that come through the program never leave. Um, in one way, form, or the other, they... They come and, and they volunteer so at the center. Do you have a story of how somebody came, really had a lot of problems, and through this program they were able to find their way and, and go on with life successfully? Yes. Or as successfully as they can? Yes. We've got a vet that, that came through just as he was coming out of the service. He lost his wife, also lost a friend in combat. Okay. Um, and just devastated. It was a really bad place in his life. Came here because th this was his home. Yeah. And um, he was referred to us by, you know, by a great organization. And just, you know, you know, we we did our work, and our work is just being veterans, yeah. you know. And we're there for them, we're comrades and and friends. Yeah. And um, over time, you saw the life come back into him. Okay. You know, you saw the confidence return. Met a beautiful woman. There's a dad now. Has a excellent job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got a lot of those stories. But that, so like, like the one good shot in a golf game, and, and we, that's what keeps you coming back. We've got many of them, but this guy, is just, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a gentle soul, 
I don't know many people that would be able to get through the the knocks that he took. Yeah. And here he is. You're listening to Let's Talk Vets right here on Radio Catskill. We are pausing this program, and my name is Jason Dolan. I'm interrupting and coming on to speak during a program that I usually never would because we are looking for your support right now. 845-482-4141. Call now and give your support. When we get back into the to the interview, it would be a good time to call. Um, and uh, it's not my show. It's Doug's show. Doug Sandberg, welcome to your show. How are you doing? I like your bumper music, man. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> I actually looked at my options here. I'm like, we'll go with the Steely Dan <laughs> for this go. break. Yeah, this is this is great. I mean, uh, we were going to do this from home on a telephone. And I said, nah, let me go up and uh, see if the station's still there. There you go. Because it's been, as you said, a year and a half at least. Since we've, nothing much has changed. No. Except no. you. I mean, you always look good <laughs> behind the microphone. But. Now, seriously, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff going on, and this station is remarkable. We don't we don't think we don't think about radio too much. It's there, yeah. right? It's a given. It's yes. taken it for granted, and and that's fine. Commercial radio is usually people will pick out their music genre, and uh, it'll be on in the background in the car or at the shop or what have you, all day long. And uh, the advertisers are relying up upon pretty much the subliminal message yeah. because nobody's actively listening. And a lot of repetition. Right? That's a lot how of it repetition. Works. I, I don't. There's a. There's. There's. Over the years, there's been a lot of knocking of commercial radio here in Radio Catskill. It's understanding, understandable because it is public radio. Yeah. I don't, I don't knock it, but I'm just honest about what it is. These are different creatures, right. and at most commercial stations, they're going to pick uh, one mix of content, be it uh, music or news, right. Right. and and they're also going to have a slate of advertisements keyed to the same demographic that that news or music Correct. appeals to. And right. your good commercial stations, they'll also make good on the, the bargain that they make with the FCC and actually serve their communities uh, as well. But right. they have they have owners, they have uh, well, uh, it is, budgets, it is and they, they want to make right. profit. You know, it, it costs, newsflash, it costs money to run a yeah. radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 the other thing, I mean, so I think the the figure that I that I remember was like twenty minutes of commercial content, including opening and closing uh, at the beginning of an hour and what have you, and uh, commercials in between uh, for every hour of uh, airtime on commercial radio. Here you literally get fifty eight minutes of content. And yeah. what's remarkable about this radio station is that it's 31 years, uninterrupted pretty much, for 31 years uh, by people that just cared about their message enough to come in here and do this work. And I'm a new guy. I mean, so I've been here a couple of, what, three years now or two and a half years, something like that. Um, but this takes me back to my roots yes. from an earlier time. Yes, and we've seen the pictures to prove it. You're I have, a very I, young guy I who have started the, no, doing they're radio. They're oh, you here. got them. Yeah. That's excellent. I got some here. You want me to hold them up to we, the mic we, so we they should, can see? Yeah, yeah. We, well, we'll put them on. We should put them on social media at some <laughs> point. Listen, Doug's here. I'm here. We're having a little bit of fun, but we're serious about uh, about radio, about public media, about this uh, democratic well, it, media experiment in your community. And, um, and, and it takes money. It takes money. 
and um, and it, it takes a, a degree of humility as well, and that's why I'm just going to pause to also just say how much of a phenomenal job Doug Sandberg has done. Um, one of my goals as a program director is to look at, you know, who there's, we'd always talk about the community, that we're here right. for the community, right. uh, but it's much more realistic to say, the many communities. There's many diverse communities right. in our listening area. What are we doing for the different communities? Correct. And you help us reach a, a community that um, not only were we not really reaching, but even worse, uh, too often gets overlooked yes. uh, by so many other aspects of society, whether that's news coverage or, or uh, services availability or just general public acknowledgement. That's why it's important to have programs like this where you're actually uh, doing the work to reach these communities. And that's why this is worth supporting because uh, Doug Sandberg's done this amazing job, kind of came out of nowhere with this. How many shows? You said this is 52? This is 51, I think. This is 51. Yeah, 51. You know, and this is show airs uh, 20 Twice a month, yeah. You know, thanks, so thanks to you. So there's a couple of <laughs> thanks to me for not forcing you to do it every week. Um, but there you go. That I mean, this is this is a quite a testament to work. But also, um, I mean, the the veterans that Doug has reached, organizations that he's reached, and I hear this too from them when I encounter them in the community. They say, hey, you know, it's great that that you've got that there. So. Support Radio Catskill uh, because we have a home here for Let's Talk Vets, 845-482-4141 to make your donation of any amount. We're going to get into the next segment here, uh, continuing this this story, this, this great this boat build, uh, and we're, we're actually going to be at the, the launch day here coming up in this next segment. As we get into it, remember that number, use it, call us, give what you can. Any amount really helps out the cause, 845-482-4141, or even if it's just cause. Eight four five four eight two four one four one. They can well, give, give to, online too, can't they? Yeah, wjffradio.org. There you go. I yeah. just want the phone ring while you're here. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. going to put you to more work. Yeah, uh, that's all right. You might as well get your money's worth out of me. So what do we what do we have in this next segment? Okay, so uh, that was what you heard so far was a re-air of of the uh, segment we taped back in November mm -hmm. of 2020. So we we found out that those craft which were in that shop that we just did the virtual tour of. We're going to be launched, and I believe the date was May 22nd, and it's uh, Roundout uh, Yacht Basin in Conley, New York. And um, so we went down there to get some uh, more information and to talk with Kevin and some of the folks that participated, uh, some of the folks that actually built the craft, and uh, some of the folks that were working around made it happen, and you'll hear... Um, some of that background when we get into the last segment, which is the official opening ceremony. So we're here at the, the Rondot Yacht Basin in Connolly, New York. And you are Kevin Keeveney. Kevin Keeveney. You and you're right. director of the Hudson Valley Center for Veterans Reintegration. Yes, sir, I am. I got that memorized. That's it. <laughs> and it's good because no one ever gets my last name right, so that's so like we, bonus we spoke that We spoke a while ago. We did an interview. Yes. And you took me on a tour of the facilities and what have you. But today mm -hmm. is kind of the culmination Today of is the, the build, right? It's the culmination of the build. This is the marina where everything started. It's, you know, the, the, the Rothleans, the folks who own this marina, are near and dear to my heart. Combat veteran, his dad was a marine as well. When his father passed, he took over the marina. He's the gentleman I approached, said, listen, I'd love to start working with vets, maybe building kayaks. And he didn't even let me finish my sentence. He said, yeah, just come on down. That's why we have the, the kayak launch here every year, because oh, okay. it's uh, just in, in, just in 
honor of what these guys have done for us. It's uh, so you actually built boats here at one time. We built boats right in the back of the marina. This this is where we did the first builds. This is where everything started from some knuckleheads wanting to you know do some work with veterans to what the center is today um, and all the different programs. So how many boats have you built in the program? Which started when? It started in 2016. I think we're up to, to 12, 12 or 14 boats now. Okay. Um, we're also refurbishing some sailboats that are going to be used by, by our veterans and their families. If you ever ask where my heart is, this is it. This is where I love to be. So how long does it take to build a boat? <laughs> well, this is a special year. The pandemic kind of quadrupled the time. Well, I- ideally. But um, the, the program is usually 8 to 10 weeks. Well, and from those beginnings of a, a single mission of building boats, you guys have branched out in a whole bunch of directions now, right? Oh, my God. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. When I was up there, you were showing me the facilities, and you now have a vet-to-vet office. We've got a vet-to-vet program uh, managed by an outstanding man, um, uh, Gavin Walters, who's developed a fantastic vet-to-vet team. We've got wellness programs, which is yoga and, and outdoor activities, hiking, um, we have Warrior Riders Workshop now where veterans get in, which is an incredible healing process. If you ever get a chance, I suggest you jump in and sit with a couple of sessions with these folks. We have a martial arts program now run by another veteran, Keith Bennett, Keith Bennett Karate. Woodworking program. Um, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're not just building boats. You're doing all kinds of woodworking. And you were yeah. showing on the table out here some samples of some of the stuff that you're going to produce and raise funds with. Yes. What is some of that stuff? So we have the American flags, which are, um, we've got standard flags to custom flags, which are. Well, they're wooden. All wooden. Yeah. Um, all handmade, handmade by the veterans. There's nothing machine crafted on them. It's, it's all from. From hands. And what sizes do they come in? Uh, oh, you think you caught me on that one. Um, How big is the biggest? Small, medium, and large. How about that? <laughs> small, medium, and large. But they're beautiful. Some of them are hardwood with contrasting hardwoods. Yep. And then I noticed one bigger one is painted yep. alternately. So we have, so. We have traditional, traditional flags, and they're all stained. None of them are painted. And then they're sealed with um, some with traditional shellac to keep that classic. And then we've got urethanes on some of them. Um, the one, the, the hardwood, the, the custom flag, those are actually epoxied. So after after they're after they're done being created, then they're sealed and with, with epoxy, and then we polyurethane. So you can set a scotch on top of that, and it won't you hurt could, it. You could set anything you want on top of those things. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, they're uh, that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And then we've got you know, so we've got cutting boards and. We do actually, we build custom furniture now, too. There's actually a 75-foot yacht here, and they contracted with, with our veterans to, to build tables for their yacht. Nice. It's fantastic stuff. It puts the vets to work. It gives them that purpose, and it puts funds right back into what our... What kind of wood was that out of? That's going to be cherry. Oh, That's it's going to be cherry. Inch yeah. and a half nice. cherry, and it's all... Beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, yep. it's going to be gorgeous. And That's like fantastic. I said, all the funds go back into the into the center to help pay for the program. So yep. it's uh, yep. it's good stuff. How many how many folks do you have involved? Do you have any idea? Volunteer wise, I <laughs> I can only tell you this: they had to order the t-shirts for everyone today, uh, a couple of days ago, and I we're, we're over thirty volunteers, consistent volunteers now. Wow. They come in, and then we've got employees too with vet to vet. Yeah. So I think we've got one, two, three, 
four employees now at Vet the Vet. Yeah. So yeah, we're growing a lot faster than I thought we would. That's so, fantastic. What a what a great thing. And I mean, there's there's so much when you delve into it. There's so much going on with the veterans and for the veterans today. And I don't think it was always like that years ago. No, and that that's the beautiful thing with this. Is, so it's uh, the, the thing we, we emphasize is this is peer, you know. So this is everyone who volunteers with us, you know, they've been through some stuff. Yeah. And and they were able to recover from from that stuff, work worked that out successfully, you know, myself included. And you know, and then we've kind of come together and just we we let veterans and family members know that we're here. Yeah. This is where you come. I mean, it, it, it's healing. It's a healing environment. It's peer. You're talking to somebody who's been through the same thing you're yeah. you're going through. And, and we utilize the the reason for the for the physical workshop is shops is because we utilize that occupational therapy. Yeah. When they're working with their hands or, or with their attention. minds when they're writing, yeah. it gets it, get, it makes they pay attention. It right. gets their heads out of their problems, even if it's only for a short time. It gives yeah. them a little bit of clarity. That's where our magic happens because that's when we can talk with them and see. What's going on? You know where where we can help them. It's well, it's 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 a beautiful day. I mean, it's about ninety degrees here, and you are and, not kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's toast. right right on the Hudson. It's a it's it's really a beautiful spot, and we're looking forward to seeing what time are the kayaks going in. One o'clock is the kickoff, okay. so probably I'd say probably around two o'clock. About two o'clock, yeah, and yeah. I think three o'clock is when everything wraps. Okay, up. do you ever have one sink? Not yet, but that's the best part of this because we don't let the vets test their kayaks before right. they put them in the you water. You told me that, yeah. So when they go in here, you see some some wobbly knees yeah, and well, some looks of concern yeah, yeah. for about a minute. For and about then once they get in there and they start paddling around, there's nothing but smiles. Well, thank you, Kevin. That Doug, thank you very much. Thank you for what you do, and I thank you for your service, man. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank All you. Right. So let's start with your with your name and your service. Dennis Doyle. I was in the Army from 69 to 70 Vietnam. And you're affiliated with the Veterans Center for Reintegration? And the... I help them out. You help I'm them out? I'm part of Okay. It. So what do you do? Do you help them build the boats or what do you do? I move them around sometimes. You move them around. Yeah. Whatever needs to be done. When they came down the river, we followed them. In my friend. Last, last year, and that he's, was pretty amazing. He's part of it. He built a boat built this year. Did you? What was I did. your name? Ed Hunlock. And uh, in the service 6973, non-6970. Okay. Uh, I'm part of the boat building. Army or? Uh, Army. Army, yeah. Okay. Army all the way. Yeah. It's the only way to go. Is there okay. anything else? <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for being a part of this thing. Uh, Thank this you is, for being uh, here. There's some more guys. Here comes one now, the, the, the midget of the group. Yeah. This little guy here? Yeah. This little guy. Come here, Bill. Come. Bill, come here. Oh, come on, Bill. What's up, Ed? Come on, Bill. Come on. How you doing, sir? Hi. What is your name? Bill Carr. You vet? Yes, sir. What service? When? Marine Corps. Marine Corps? Yep. When? 2008 to 2017. Okay, so you're in Iraq or Afghanistan? Afghanistan twice. Okay. So it's nice to see you part of this effort here. Yes, sir. Did you build a boat? Or? I did. You I did? was actually, I was part of the pilot build for the kayak program That's back true. in 2017. So we started right here at the Rondout Yacht Base in the back corner of the marina putting boats together and now we have you know our workshop and yeah. office space yeah, i was over there and interviewed kevin a while back yeah and it's a beautiful beautiful spot nice facilities yeah this does a lot of a lot of good for a lot of people right oh yeah and the community as well absolutely right yep because it's a, 
it's an extension of, uh, I mean, the vets live in the community. And yeah. So, like I said, I went from a part of the pilot build for the kayak program. Now I'm actually the shop manager for the kayak program. The last two builds I was part of and, you know, helped the vets get their okay. boats together in, in the water. And what's your name? Maggie Schoonmaker. Okay, when were you in? 1976 to 1979. Okay. We still call the Women's Army Corps at that Not time? Any, well, back then, yeah. They were really? from 1942 to 1978. Yeah, okay. So I just caught it. All right. Yeah. Did you serve stateside or were you deployed? Uh, Germany. Or? In Germany? Yeah. Back then, that's where the threat was. So that's pretty that's good. That's where they sent pretty good everybody. Yeah. And whereabouts in Germany? Augsburg. Okay. Right I'm in the familiar. middle of southern Bavaria. So okay. you could go anywhere from there. Yeah. Which one did you build? I built this one right here with the WAC emblem on it because I was in the Women's Army Corps. Oh, beautiful. Well, that's a nice job. How long did it take you to build that? <laughs> Seemed like forever. But, yeah. I mean, COVID interrupted, so we were out of the shop for months. Okay. And, um, but almost a year, I guess. It's a nice job. All the time in the shop. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful craft. Thank you. So, uh, you think it'll float? Hope so. That's your name, Hope. <laughs> Hope floats. <laughs> well, it was very nice to meet you, and, nice and thank you. you. Too, sir. Great thank job. You. Yep. Okay, and you are? Erica Prendel. Okay, and uh, you're a pretty familiar name with the organization. What do you do? Uh, so, I am a volunteer for the center. I started way back when. Uh, about fall of 16, and then the center was just a baby then because it started as the Veterans Wooden Boat Workshop, and I was a founding board member, you know, just a young college student that met a bunch of veterans and attended club meetings. And now here I am today just being like a civilian liaison supporting them. Probably a more appropriate question should be, what don't you do? Uh, a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, I dabble in it all where I can. Um, I mean, there are amazing guys and gals, and just to be able to support such an important community, yep. I mean, it means the world to me. Well, and it means the world to these guys, too, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing what you do, well, and it's you. good to finally meet you. Yeah, it's I'm looking forward. <laughs> looking forward to meeting Gavin. Yes, he'll be here shortly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Hello, Hi. Gavin. How you doing? Doug Sandberg. How you doing? <laughs> How are you, man? Good I'm to see you. I'm always talking good, to him about the boat. Good, good to finally meet you. Yeah. This is a little one, huh? Yes. Wow. Those little voices you kept hearing. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's saying, what's, what's going on, man? <laughs> what's all these strange people around me here? <laughs> so, how you been? I've been good. Really how, good. How's the Vet to Vet Center going? It is going great. We're making a lot of um, great strides, and it's amazing to see how the community just had got so involved with everything that we've been doing and have actually grown through this whole pandemic. So yeah, you yeah. finally uh, got your funding, too. Yes, we did. Thing, yes, right? we did. It, it was a fight, and it, once again, it goes back to the community yeah. coming together and seeing the need yeah. and seeing just the, the amazing work that everybody has been doing. Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad that it has to be a fight to get something like this funded. It is. You know? It is. It's. It is always a challenge. Yeah. But it. You know. We're always gonna go back to the community scene, 
the veterans and right. by them seeing the struggles that actually helps with the advocacy the different things so when we see those issues we turn right to the community and say hey you know we're experiencing this how can you help us and boom okay, so they, they all come together they, they get to, they, they start working the phones and say hey you better better do this right absolutely well, it's good to finally put a face with a name yes yes so I, I saw you on zoom on the on the task force meetings but this is the first time we met so yeah yeah, I just turned five months. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> well, good to see you. This is a fantastic gathering, and, yes. and you guys are doing great work. So. Absolutely. And there you have it. Um, good taste for some of the organizations and some of the people that are doing things for our veterans. The, um, Of course, the Sullivan County Veterans Coalition and... Uh, Howie Goldsmith and uh, the uh, Hudson Valley Veterans Task Force, uh, over 100 members, and we had a meeting today via Zoom. Um, there's all kinds of stuff out there. The one thing we don't have is a registry um, where you would be able to go online any place in the state and find out a, a service for a vet or a caregiver that, that you needed. Right. And where to get it and what they do. There's still too many different places. People got to go right. searching around instead of having one right. clearing and, house. And, and if you don't know it, where yeah. it is, or if you don't have, you know, uh, somebody to to put you on to it, then it's sometimes it's pretty hard to find. Mm -hmm. uh, the homeless veteran situation in the Hudson Valley is pretty dire right now. The report was this afternoon. I believe there's 39 families uh, veteran homeless families in the Hudson Valley right now. And it's tough because of the moratorium on evictions, so uh, apartments are not moving. They're not being vacated. Uh, people are not moving. Yeah, it's even worse than that because listening to the reporting on NPR and from talking to James B. Huntington is we're behind we, meaning the nation, the industries, are behind in building new buildings, uh, new homes, following the crash of the market years ago. Yes. Uh, we're behind. So there's, and, and everybody's scooping up what's available, the people that have the money to do so. Correct. So there's right. lots of people that are falling through the cracks right now. Right. And, and of course, the, the increased prices of homes and, and being driven by the people that are able to pay for them um, forces... The prices up in the areas where they move into, like rural areas like Sullivan County, uh, you know, and, and, and there's there's people in all these areas that are not making big money and um, have have their hands full just keeping up, but um, and it's not a good situation. But anyway, suffice it to say, I, I bent uh, Mike Martucci's ear um, over at Bagel Fest uh -huh. about, you know, one of the things he said, you know, he introduced himself, and he said, well, let's talk vets, but I'd really love to talk to you. I said, well, look, I'll support any politician that does something real. <laughs> and I said, let me, let, me, let me define that for you. Naming a bridge or a road after a veteran, while a nice gesture is not substantive work, and I'm talking about transportation, which is a real problem for veterans in these rural communities to get to their doctor's appointments or whatever else they need, and uh, that registry that I talked to you about and yeah. and some other stuff. So he assures me that he's going to be working on that stuff. We'll see. And, and Tangibles, deliverables. Right. That, yeah. being, that being the case, I, we will be talking to him at some point in time in this program. I, expe I expect him to... Uh, 
to be doing something. He's uh, appears to be a very um, honorable young man. So this is Let's Talk Vets. Yep. You're listening to this is live. Live as can be. We got uh, Doug Sandberg right here in the studios hosting this program, um, and we are just pausing because we're looking for your support at eight four five four eight two four one four one. Doug, we want to thank Anonymous in South Fallsburg. Where's that bell? Where is it? Dedicated listener. One. Of the, I've got a small handful of listeners I call dedicated. We've got a lot of dedicated listeners, but right. the ones who I right. hear from a lot throughout, even when it's not a fun drive time, I'm like, oh, that's a dedicated listener. Right. This is one of those dedicated listeners who's listening, has great taste, loves Let's Talk Vets, and our Wednesday night talk programming. So I think that might also extend to Sabrina Artel's trailer talk and also the local edition. So well, when, you, when you can look at uh, Jason, when you can look over the phone and see the number and, and then say, oh, that must be so-and-so, yeah. I'd say they're dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and also uh, Anonymous uh, enjoys, uh, on the music side of thing. Uh, Kusar Grace's Music Emporium, John Gordon's Ramble Tamble, and all of the great community info that we have here. Um, 845-482-4141 to join Anonymous by giving what you can and doing it while Doug Sandberg is here. Doug, who was uh, the last person we heard you talking to there? That familiar That's voice. Gavin Walters is uh, the Joseph P. DeWire Vet to Vet is a peer counseling service that that's who i thought it was right. just going from the voice and that's, I missed the and intro. that's gavin walters so yeah. he manages that operation in conjunction with the uh, center for veterans reintegration the good news is that action toward independence ati yeah. right here in monticello uh just got funding to open a uh, vet to vet peer counseling operation in their in their offices and Mark Herbert is a vet that runs their service dog program, so he'll be managing. I don't know if he'll be managing that, but he'll be overseeing that operation. So the, the value of that is that you're you're not coming in talking to a a person with the credentials to talk about psychological problems. You're talking to a vet, another yeah. vet, yeah, who is trained uh, to you know trained in the rudiments of counseling. But uh, he's been through or she's been through what you've been through. And regardless of the campaign or the age, a vet's a vet, and you have a lot in common. And it's uh, almost like, you know, on the sheer sheer climbing wall face, the flat, sheer uh, bureaucracy of things out there, uh, folks like that give you a foothold. Yes. handhold, yep. you know, yep. so for the vet to, yep. to make that, build that bridge between the veterans in need and the system that can offer that need, but too often uh, um, is it's a, it's a tough, tough wall to climb. Yeah, so I mean, anybody in the area, either a caregiver that knows a vet or a vet that is in need of some services, you can always uh, contact the uh, Veterans Service Office and Corporal John Crotty down there, who's the director, right. my buddy, and uh, also now um, Mark Herbert over at ATI, Action Toward Independence in Monticello. Uh, and there's a host of others, but those are two that I just uh, spoke with this week. So, Doug, we've got one more segment. We don't have enough time for the whole thing. But should we still get started on, on some of this and listen got, to some of this? This is the big, the big ceremony here. We've got about... We got about uh, eight minutes uh, yeah, with you your wrap up. Get started with it, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll okay. wrap it up. All right. What, so, what is this that we're listening to? Well, we we should be going into the actual opening ceremonies, Ceremony, which yeah. was the last um, segment before they actually put the boats in the water. Okay, great. Here we are. Let's talk vets. Come up with me, so I want to introduce everyone. Introduce myself. 
Um, well, everyone, thank you for coming. Uh, my name is Kevin Keebney. I'm the director of the Hudson Valley Center for Veteran Integration. Today is one of my favorite events, one of my favorite days. This is where it started. This is where the center began. A uh, real quick history of it is about five years ago, I came to the owners of the marina, a marine combat veteran and his family, said, hey, I got an idea. I want to start doing some work with veterans. So I we built some kayaks in the marina. Didn't even let me finish pitching them. He was just like, yeah, here, yeah, set up over there. And then this is where it started. Every lodge we have is here. Why not, right? Beautiful place. Um, my favorite thing about this event is that I win, right? Which is kind of a story of my life. This brings me joy. This is where it starts and this is where it ends, right? We started as the Veteran Wooden Boat Workshop. We got some great vets that built some outstanding kayaks. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, for now, I'm going to introduce our president, retired Lieutenant Colonel Dan Gagnon. To the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'm going to bring up Jillian Nadiak. Brock, bro, oh, I almost screwed up the Recently married, so of course I'm going to screw that up. Jillian is one of our board members. She's been with us since day one. Um, she's got an incredible story. But today, she's got the voice of an angel, and now you're going to hear it. Go ahead, Jillian. Oh, of an angel. Thank you, Jillian. So I am going to bring up, yeah, bear with, we've had some changes in the itinerary, so, which is actually perfect with how we do things, right? So I'm going to bring up someone who said he wasn't going to speak, but he doesn't have a choice. Frank Ruggiero, get your butt up here. So before, he, and he can talk almost I'm as good gonna, as I can. I promise I'm not going to. So, yeah, right okay. so Frank, I was a struggling veteran. Still am a struggling veteran. I met Frank as the service officer at Ulster County Community College. I come into his office every day whining and moaning, this sucks, that sucks, I hate people, blah, 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 blah. True first sergeant fashion is like, shut up. What do you want to do? I was like, well, I kind of like working with veterans. 
and I really like working with folks. Business, why don't you do that? Here we are. So, co-founder, friends, we Yeah, I can't talk, but I won't. So he told the story, and um, I, 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 this is the third launch. I stepped away from the center probably a couple years ago, uh, and he's run with it to what it is today. Ulster County Bet the Bet is all due to Kevin and Gavin and their hard work. It's all due to the county executive. Uh, and I know I'm leaving people out, but uh, so I apologize. I know Maggie, you've been you've been uh, with the Wooden Boat Workshop and with our team for a long time. So Pat Ryan, the Ulster County Executive, has helped out Ulster County Bet the Bet. My boss, Mark Casapoli, the director of the Ulster County Veterans Services Agency, has been huge in support. And I, I'm gonna if Bert doesn't leave me alone, I see him once a week. Uh, he comes to my office. I love you, man. I've seen you in a month. I really love you. It's two weeks. You were just in my office too. All right. Anyway, um, thanks for coming. Thanks for your support. Never forget, never, ever forget that this agency exists. I know you're here today and celebrating, and I appreciate it. They are there seven days a week, 24 hours a day. They're a phone call away for a struggling veteran. So never, ever, I, thanks for coming. Love y'all. No, you're going to get it. <laughs> So, I mean, so this is the essence of what we do, right? This is just a bunch of people getting together, having a good time, supporting one another for our veterans and their families. And it's about community, which is why you're all here today. The reality of it, why did we start this? I'm going to be quick because I feel so bad for these guys. Uh. <laughs> Every hour, a veteran takes his own life. Which is why I started this, which is why we started this, which is why everyone's here. They needed some, they needed something. They needed something here in Ulster County, something here in the Hudson Valley, something where they could just come, be themselves, have that purpose, talk, work things out. You guys hot? Good. So, <laughs> this isn't rocket science what we do. It's peer services at its core. It's just everyone supporting each other. Um, that's all I'm really going to say about it. Thank you, guys. We've got a couple other things coming up, and then we'll launch, and because they've got guns. <laughs> so what you heard was, um, as we said before, a little um, audio excursion through uh, the shops and the offices of the National Center for Veterans Reintegration. <clears throat> and Kevin Keebney, thanks to him, the co-founder and executive director of the Hudson Valley National Center for Veterans Reintegration, and Gavin Walters, manager of the Ulster County Vet to Vet, uh, peer counseling, and a host of other vets. And that was their opening ceremony? At the roundout. This is when they, they took the boats that they built in yeah. Kingston, and they actually put him in the water. And I, if you didn't catch it, one of the things he said is, we don't let the vets test these boats before they go in the water. <laughs> so it's either sink or swim. Oh, my gosh. And, and none, of them, none of them sunk. Okay, so. I, thought you were just being, I thought you were just making a joke before you said, hey, none of them sunk. No, you no. Know, th no that's they, a real question. Yeah, they don't, they don't know. Is it, is it water <laughs> tight? Oh, my gosh. Uh, this has been Let's Talk Vets. We're going to get going in just a minute. But before we do, want to uh, give you that reminder one more time that this only happens here. And this, 
amazing work that Doug Sandberg uh, does here on the radio only has a home here at Radio Catskill because listeners like you go from being listeners one day to being supporters. We're looking for you to give us your support. Even when we get off the air here and get in the next program, you can still call us for a few minutes anyway at 845-482-4141 to give what you can. You can always give at WJFFradio.org. Well, and uh, once again, good night. Thanks for joining us once again. Please let your friends know about this program and share with us your comments and suggestions for future shows. Send us your upcoming events so we may talk about them on the air. You can email me at vets at wjffradio.org. And don't forget, Let's Talk Vets is now available widely as a podcast. Till our next formation, thanks for listening. Thank you for your service. Company dismissed.